Okay, so welcome to the first episode of the Sports Talk Podcast with yes. Dodds and Vinny. We're here. Sports Talk, we're finally here. Um, long time coming. Uh, been talking about it, just doing two guys doing this for fun. Um, so I guess, you know, this whole thing started just kind of on Facebook. You know, a little bit of a following that we both have and just talking sports and different things like that. You, uh, We found some interest with people who also wanted to talk sports. Right. And, um, you know, just... Openly and whatever, and uh, it kind of picked up. You know, we had the, the the hashtag sports talk, which is not surprisingly is not actually a hashtag that's actually used except for us. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> I wasn't think I didn't think that, and at first I was like, well, let's change this, and I clicked on it. I was like, oh well, nobody's really using this like at all. So we've just been going with it and using our sports topics, and you know, talking football and basketball and. I think um, we talked a lot of Olympic talk when that was happening during... Um, yeah, the Olympics was big last year. The, yeah. That, so that was definitely big. Kind of going with uh, everything, and um, that's really kind of how it started, you know? And Yeah, you know, sports and culture. Right. That's, uh, that's, you know, that's really it. And that's kind of really what it's about. Like, we're going to... We're definitely going to talk sports, but we're also going to talk about, you know, some other things just kind of closing, the, you know, out the show and, you know, music and... You know, culture-related things, but it should be good. Yeah. So, um, but we're just gonna jump right into it and talk about the NBA playoffs. They're here finally. Regular season's over. We can start talking about players resting and you know LeBron not caring about you know the regular season. Speaking of resting, the Brooklyn Nets rested their starting five. I'm a little offended by that. <laughs> like I can't. I don't. Even, I'm still confused on why they actually did that. And I was thinking maybe it has something to do with them losing so somebody else could get in. But then when I looked at the numbers, that's not really what it was about. I have no idea why they rested their five points. I, I mean, that was a total head-scratcher to me. Like, you know, I, I get the report on my phone while I'm at work, and it's like, Brooklyn's going to rest their starters. And I'm just like, what starters? It's the Brooklyn Nets. Like, you know, like, what are you resting for? And it's like, who they play that night? Chicago? I think so. Like, they, they just pretty much, like, just let Chicago ole right into the playoffs. Like, I mean, not not like they were going to give Chicago a real task, but, I mean. Chicago you know, stinks, too. Like, I'm not really. Like, 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 sometimes Brooklyn could give you a good run for your money, but it's like, really? Like, the only Brooklyn players I can name is Jeremy Lin and Lopez. And yeah, I, I agree I don't know with that. I, I, I could probably go maybe five, six tops, but nothing, you know. Okay, so they, they, they rested Tre- Trevor Booker, Jeremy Lin, Brooke Lopez, Quincy AC, Y, Joe Harris, and Sean Kilpatrick. I, I know Sean Kilpatrick. He's been kind of like one, yeah, he, he's one of those he, players. He's been a surprise. Yeah, he's one of those yeah. like D-League guys that yeah. played overseas and got into the league. Yeah, Levert, Levert um, he's solid too. Uh, Karis Levert, he, he's solid for the, uh, for the Nets. I don't know who that is, so I like I don't, I don't I don't know who that is like at all. So whatever. I mean, but yeah, it's it was ridiculous. Like I don't, I, I mean, and, and they're all listed with injuries, but we all know that, right? Uh, well, no, Jeremy Lin, Trevor Booker, and Brooke Lopez were listed for rest. 
Quincy Acey, Joe Harris, and Sean Kilpatrick listed for injuries. But that was like saying LeBron sat for the last like two or three games with a. Uh, what was it, his hamstring or his shoulder or something? Something like that. Whatever, we all know I mean, like, it's, it's not, like, that whole wrestling thing's not a big deal with me. I just feel like, you know, the, the big networks, like, you know, like, they just make a big thing out of nothing. Like, especially those guys over on Fox Sports 1. It's like, I don't know what they're doing. Like, I like watching because it's different from what they got over on the mothership, but it's like... But then again, at the same time, it's not really that different because it's the same guys from the mothership I was watching last year. So it's like, right? I don't know. Like those guys, like yo, they're wild. Like I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm no analyst. Like I'm just a guy that shits talks, you know, from my couch or my desk chair. Like wasn't really an athlete. Like I enjoy playing sports, but I mean, overall, I'm trash and everything. But I mean, you know, some some of these guys is it's. Like I mean, I I still like Cowherd. Um, Cowherd's always solid. Like Cowherd, he wasn't bad when he was on ESPN. Nah. I actually started listening to his show uh, later. I liked him. Yeah, I, um, I rocks with Cowherd. Like Cow, like Cowherd. Like you could get you get like you know some firm, you know some some firm you know analyst. You know, what is it? I don't want to say fucking like I don't know. You get firm commentating from Colin Cowherd. Like he's solid. But it's just like, you know, you put together Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. You know, you got Chris Carter. And it's like, really, Chris Carter? Like, well, did Chris Carter get fired? I don't, I don't know. Like, you just, it's like, you know, I can understand if you got him covering football. Like, he was a receiver. You know, he was a wide receiver. He was a very good wide receiver. I mean, you know, obviously good enough to get into the Hall of Fame. But it's like, now you got him covering basketball and whatnot. Like, Shannon, like, I don't, I, I just... Shannon Sharp stinks. <laughs> right. Like, I don't see, like, where, like, the whole, like, they come in with this all this basketball knowledge. Like, well, first of all, I, uh, first of all, um, yeah, Shannon Sharp sucks. Shannon Sharp sucked when he would fill in on, um... On first take. Right. Yeah. He, he sucked then. So, I'm still, like, I was, like, I, when, when Steve, when Skip Bayless left, the first thing I said was, please do not hire Shannon Sharp, because they always called him in. Oh, I mean, that was going to happen. Like, Shannon Sharp, like, that's Skip Bayless' dude. Like, Skip ride for him. He ride for Chris Carter. Then, you know, now you pull in Chris Bouchard, and it's like, come on. That, Chris, Chris Bouchard is the worst analyst <laughs> that was there, per his sources. Then he went to FS1. FS1 doesn't even have a contract with the NBA. So, like, I think it's only ESPN and Turner Sports that have, like, Actual inside, like they're able to. Yeah, they they got a lock on things. So, like, what's he gonna do? He's he's rendered useless. And yeah. granted, FS1 is paying them a whole lot of money. Very handsomely. Like they're getting a whole lot very, of money. Very for what they're doing. So I understand that. But right. as far as quality of analytics, it's, like it's it's not it's not quality at all. And like some like some of the topics is crazy. I mean, like. And it's crazy because, like, you know, when you when we talk about, like, Shannon Sharp, Chris Carter, like, those dudes low-key aggravate me, you know, with their commentating, but, like, Jason Whitlock, like, he aggravates <laughs> me to no end. Like, the shit he says, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I know this is the pot calling the kettle black because, like, I know I can be a very polarizing figure, but... Like, I don't know what Jason Whitlock's thinking. Like, he just says, like, wild shit. And it's like, are you serious, dude? Like, like you really came on national TV. Like, 
millions of people are going to see and hear this. Like, I could talk some shit over this podcast, but I mean, like, how many people are really going to listen to this? Like, you know, it's going to be a, you know, maybe a couple of hundred, you know. Right. But it's like, and then it's me. Like, no one's surprised by it. But it's like, Whitlock's saying some, like, real, like, baddie, like, off-the-wall shit. Like, I don't, like, I really don't understand it. But, I mean, let's, let's get back to these playoffs, though. Playoffs right. start tomorrow. Right. And Shannon Sharp sucks. So, but back <laughs> to the playoffs. Uh, yo, playoffs start tomorrow. Um, the East is very interesting. I mean, the West is interesting, too. But, I mean, like... The East is really interesting just because, like, the whole rest thing. And then it's like, you know, the Cavs fell from one to two. The Celtics slid into one. I mean, like, honestly, like, and let me let me just preface this before I, you know, before I go ahead and start this. Like, I'm from Boston. Oh, great. Everything in my blood bleeds Boston sports. But I don't feel like, I don't feel like the Celtics earned the number one spot in the playoffs. One. And two, I don't think they're ready for that kind of spotlight. That's just me. Like, this is not doing the Celtics no favors. And I look at, when they talk about the whole rest thing, I look at this whole rest thing with the Cavs as a strategic move. Because with the Cavs being in the number two slot, they're going to avoid the Washington Wizards. And I don't know if y'all have been watching basketball over the last couple of months, but the Washington Wizards are playing top-notch basketball. So, Cleveland tanked? I I think... Play, they playoff tanked? I think Cleveland playoff tanked a little bit to avoid Washington. Because Washington is dangerous. And, like, I've... I mean, I've seen the games where, like, Washington's played the Celtics. And either Washington's beat the Celtics or they gave them a real tough run for their money. I mean, that backcourt of John Wall and Bradley Beal is, you know, not something to take very lightly. Right. Like, with Bradley Beal staying healthy this year. Right. That, that's big. Like, that's big. Like, I don't know if it's just, like, whatever Scott Brooks is doing, Scott Brooks got them reinvigorated because they're playing good ball. And, like, I mean, you look at the seeding matchup and you got Washington and Atlanta. Like, I, I'm going to probably get that to Washington in six. And honestly, I'm really, I'm still surprised Atlanta really kept, a, like, a five seed. Like, that's, like, I didn't watch. Much Atlanta ball this year. I watched some like when they're on the primetime games. I think people were expecting Atlanta to implode because they were adding Dwight Howard to their mix, and, and they just... got rid of and they got rid of Corver. Right. And so like it's like okay, and so then when you like look at the seating, they're number five. Um, now the, the interesting series to me in the East is Toronto and Milwaukee. Which is only on NBA TV because apparently... It's Toronto and Milwaukee. Right. Apparently, they, I don't think they have a single, like, ABC or ESPN game during the playoffs uh, because it's Toronto and Milwaukee. You know what? And I, I don't, don't know if that's a thing against Canada. I, I don't like that move. Milwaukee. Like, I don't like bring Like, when the playoffs come, I feel like every game needs to be on a major network. So, it's like, it, it either needs to be on ABC or it needs to be on ESPN or TNT. Like, I don't think you can just, you know, just sublet games to NBA TV. Like, like I, it's kind of bullshit to me just because, like, we all know what kind of jerks cable and satellite is now. And, I mean, you know, we're paying, you know, hundreds of, hundreds of dollars, and that's not even including NBA TV sometimes. So, it's like, I mean, me, I just stream everything from a certain website because, you know, this shit's out of hand and I'm bored. But, 
Like, that whole Milwaukee-Toronto shit on NBA TV is kind of bullshit. But th- that is a very interesting series. I mean, it's, only, it's, it's because it's really... I, I hate watching Toronto play. But it's, it's because of Giannis. Like, Giannis is really, like... He's an X-Factor. I don't even... I don't even know where to, like, really put him. Like, he's really, like... he He's, like, a six-foot ten point guard. And he, he's he doesn't a, get a lot. He doesn't a get a lot of shine. Center. He's a point center. He doesn't get a lot of shine because he plays in Milwaukee. Milwaukee aren't. That's not like a prime time game that people are trying to are trying to watch. Right. Or they put him in like those slots. But if you watch him, even up against Cleveland, like Milwaukee has given Cleveland a run at Cleveland's full health. Not like one of those things where it's like you know somebody's out or people are hurt. No. And he took it to LeBron. Two like I watched two games where he played like he he guarded LeBron. And LeBron guarded him, and he took it to him. Like, 34 points. Like, with Giannis, is just, like, this is the first time, like, Giannis is a completely different animal, like, where it comes to LeBron. Like, you know, over the last, you know, 13 years, LeBron's been able to go out and pretty much out-muscle him because he he hasn't had anyone that's had even close to a similar skill set to him until Giannis. Now, Giannis is in the league. And it's like, even though Giannis is in Milwaukee, I feel like Milwaukee's a perfect space for Giannis right now because Jason Kidd's there. And Jason, I mean, you know, back in the day, I mean, Jason Kidd, you know, that's a six foot five point guard. Like, right. you know, in the mid 90s, a six foot five point guard, like, how many six foot five point guards were there? I mean, you know, you had Magic Johnson, and then Magic Johnson retired, and then boom, here comes Jason Kidd with a similar skill set to Magic Johnson. So now you got Jason Kidd coaching Giannis, and it's like, like, it seems like Giannis is taking in all of that knowledge. Because, I mean, I see him in games, and it's like, you know, you got this kid at point guard, and then it's like, you know, he's six foot eight, six foot nine. You know, most point guards are what? Six two, six three tops. Like, that's not that the height advantage is just unfair. But then, you know, you put him in a series with Cleveland, and it's like, okay. Giannis can guard LeBron. No one on Cleveland can guard Giannis. Like, you you have to throw right. LeBron at him. Right. You have to. And so, Giannis is averaging 22 points a game, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists. This like, year. That's crazy. Like, like he's... Like, doesn't he lead his team in all, like, he offensive leads, he leads, he leads categories? Team, yeah, he leads his team. No, not, uh, I think it's in every category. It's one of those things, like, I think he's leading them in... Every category this year, I, like, I heard that stat last, the other day. Like, like I, who's the last person to do that? Like, I heard that stat the other day that like, he's late, like he's leading his team in like every category. Period. Like that's crazy. So it's one of those things where, yeah, I, I think that's the biggest one, and I can't, I really hope Milwaukee knocks them off. Like, I would love to see Milwaukee, Cleveland, um, over Toronto, uh, and Cleveland. I, I, I mean. I think Milwaukee knocks them off. It's going to go six game stops. But I think Milwaukee could probably knock them off in five. So you have Milwaukee over Toronto? I have Milwaukee over Toronto. Oh, okay. See, I'm still juggling because DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry are still really, really good. They are. But, I mean, at the same time, it's just like, who on Toronto is going to guard Giannis? Or or, or are they going to just pull an old LeBron trick, you you know, like the Celtics used to do, and be like, okay, we're going to let Giannis do whatever he wants to do and then just make sure that no one else does anything. Because, I mean, you got Giannis. Um, you got what? Was it Was, was it Malcolm Brogan? Stop. 
Like, that kid's all right. I mean, you leave him open, he's going to hit jumpers. Okay, so... Yeah, I'm looking at this roster, and not a soul on here is going to be able to guard Giannis. And so, DeMar DeRozan, no. Kyle Lowry, no. DeMar Carroll is going to get abused, and they'll probably put him on there. He's most likely the one who's going to have DeMar Carroll's going to get the assignment, but I mean, it's like... DeMar Carroll's a very solid basketball player, but I mean, like, I don't know, like, where this came from, from his time in Atlanta, but, like... Some of y'all put him on the pedestal like he's, like, some kind of stopper. He should have kept like, him in Atlanta. Like, I remember, I mean, like, back in the day, like, when, you know, the Trailblazers and Lakers, and then they had Ruben Patterson, quote-unquote, Kobe stopper, like, and then Kobe fucking abused him. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> and, and that brings me to another point with these quote-unquote stoppers. So it was, like, Cleveland released Larry Sanders... And they're going to sign Dante Jones. What? That's so dumb. And they're only signing him because of that 30-second spurt he had in the final that they claim is what, like, I heard a report that they said that Dante Jones was the reason they won for that, like, play because it shifted the momentum. There's no way that, I mean, I mean they did bring in Mario Chalmers to try out, and apparently Mario Chalmers did not beat out Dante Jones. I mean, I mean, Mario Chalmers stinks. It's Mario Chalmers. It is Mario Chalmers. Speaking of that, I saw the 30 for 30 last night with Cal. I got to watch that. Oh, it's, it's, I, I, it's I, heard, I heard it's beautiful. It's excellent. I heard it's beautiful. But then you watch that shot that Mario Chalmers hits over Derrick Rose uh, to, to go to overtime where Kansas ultimately wins. And that's probably the biggest shot Mario Chalmers ever hit. And then he went to Miami and just got verbally abused by LeBron and Dwayne Wade. I mean, that, that shot bought Mario Chalmers, you know, quality minutes in the league. Yeah, it did. Definitely bought, bought I mean, him when you, quality I mean, minutes, bought him quality money in the league. Cause when you think, Not mad at Because when you mm-hmm. think about it, when you have a Miami Heat team of Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and the person who's running point is Mario Chalmers, I kind of really give them more credit than anything because how do you play with a point guard an Alaskan point guard such as Mario Chalmers. And granted, Alaska is part of the United States, but it's still Alaska. So he's referred <laughs> to as an Alaskan point guard, which I still don't understand. But back to that, when we're talking about Cleveland, yeah. Speaking of Cleveland, uh, talk about Cleveland. I think, and do I they, think well, wait, do, does Cleveland really have this defensive on switch that they can switch on? Because in the month of March, like, they, they're, they're terrible. Not just the month of March, post All Star break. I don't think Cleveland has this defensive switch where they can just turn it on. I think LeBron does. LeBron does, but I feel like, like, this is the thing with Cleveland. Like, Cleveland either, like, they have to start the game dominantly defensive or it's going to be a seesaw type of game with whoever they're playing. So, yeah, because it's... People said to, uh, oh, um, what did he do? The finals, when they said they were down 3-1. And they was like, oh, well, they flipped the on switch on then. And I said, uh, I don't really know. Uh, and, and now LeBron Cleveland got done some switch. favors last year in the finals. And with, and, I, know, honestly, with Draymond, Draymond being acting out. an ass, you know, Draymond losing his goddamn mind. Like, Cleveland definitely... They they got a couple of favors. I mean, LeBron LeBron was LeBron. LeBron's always excellent. Like I've never seen LeBron have a bad game. Like LeBron's LeBron. I mean, so it's not even. I like, the only bad game I saw him have was the first game he was back in Cleveland. 
That that game, that first game, that first game, and I think that was just more jitters. And he still had like nineteen points, right? But it's like you know, like when it comes to like I haven't seen LeBron have a bad game, but Draymond Green um, would have absolutely like him being out is the reason why essentially to me Cleveland definitely lost. I mean, uh, ab- I absolutely, Cleveland definitely won. Yeah, Cle- Cleveland definitely won because Draymond was out that game, and then it's like, and you know, in the middle of a series, especially a series that we knew was going to go seven games anyway, like that's huge. So it's like definitely I'm looking forward to these playoffs and Draymond like actor right and not getting suspended. So, you know, stop kicking niggas in the dick. You know, stop with all the extra hand action. Like, just just stop it, Draymond. Stop it. Yeah, because he I think I, I, I got to check again and see how many technicals he's away from actually being suspended. But he's close. Because his last technical in the game that I, I watched um, a few nights ago. They were just like, yeah, he's coming close. I think it restarts in the playoffs. Everything restarts in the playoffs, I believe. But I'm not sure if technicals do. I don't think technicals... I think technicals keep going. Yeah, I think technicals keep going, but I think it moves to, like, every two. Right, so he, he's he got to calm it down. Right. Um. But, yeah, I'm with you. Boston sucks. So, I think they kind of... And, you know, I'm a notorious Boston hater. Um, They don't suck, though. I'm actually very impressed with how this team has essentially recovered from like almost being another like just a terrible basketball team like they didn't quite get there and bringing in Stevens was probably like the best thing because Stevens was a low key great move on Danny Ainge's part and like it, it, really, was, it was so great it caught me by surprise because I mean like I knew Brad Stevens was a good college coach but I was just like are you serious like no he's 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 really done I, he's done I was shocked He's done his thing, and and I, and I will admit this: like I like when Doc was, you know, Doc left, and don't well, get don't get me started on Doc Rivers. Well, don't, don't, uh, don't, Doc, don't, that's a plus for you. We'll get there when we get to the yeah, yeah. Don't don't get me started on Doc. Plus Rivers. for the Celtics getting rid of Doc Rivers. Um, but like honestly, I was like on the wave, like okay, we need to bring in another big time coach and underappreciating the value of a coach like Brad Stevens, right? And um, what IT has done this year has been incredible. Um, definitely a candidate for league MVP. Um, probably number three. I'd give him. I think I'd give him number three. We'll get into our MVPs, you know, in a little bit. Um, but you know, like just the whole thing has been great. So uh, I mean, I still hate Boston though. I, I want them to beat Cleveland in the Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals, Eastern, Eastern Conference Finals. Which they'll likely get to, depending on how the Washington series goes. I think I think I think Boston and Washington can absolutely go. To Boston seven and games. Washington's going to be a seven game series. That's going to seven games. That's going to be a and I, fight. and I think and I think it'll come out either way. I think that Washington really has more firepower, especially like just because they have one they have one more person. And seeing as uh, well, Washington has Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, you know, can't guard a tree. And this is the problem with the Celtics. So who's he's going to guard? It's Bigs. Teams that have quality bigs give the Celtics issues. And Washington has that. They do. And someone else has to score other than Isaiah Thomas. The thing is, I, nobody can guard Isaiah Thomas. But Isaiah Thomas also can't guard anybody else. And honestly, now that I think about it, I don't think that the Washington Wizards are probably going to lose to a guy who swings his feet at my dinner table. Regardless of how many points he can score. <laughs> and they have... They have <laughs> Uh, both John Wall and Bradley Beal, and Avery Bradley can guard one person and not two. So, to me, I think that 
when it goes there because I don't foresee Atlanta getting past Washington at all, and the Bulls are terrible, so they're not going anywhere. It's going to be Boston, Washington, likely seven games. I mean, and I'm I don't know. Washington. I mean, I don't know what the Bulls like. The Bulls kind of make me nervous. No, just because of the Dwayne Wade factor. No, I, I don't. I don't care. Like, there's no that. The, there's no way Chicago should get past Boston. And, and, like they shouldn't. But Dwayne, like I just I, I mean the Dwayne Wade factor. You can give you can give Boston a six, like or Boston a five or six. Like I'll give Chicago. A game, and they have Jimmy Butler, but that's it. Like the Chicago sucks. Like they're like they're really, really bad, and they traded away all their other pieces to be really, really bad, and still ended up with in the eight seed, seed, which should have went to the Miami Heat. Now the Miami Heat probably could have beat the Celtics. I wanted to see Miami in the playoffs. I, I was too. I was excited about Miami. Like honestly, like you know. Eric Spoelstra, he's got to be coach of the year candidate. Oh, he's I mean, definitely like, candidate. I mean, they're, they're, they're gonna they're gonna give it to Mister No Defense, but it's absolutely like Spoelstra should have been like the talk. And if he made it, I think we should have gave it to him, even if they were a seed. And I know that people are all you don't give it to an AC person team, and you don't um you don't do co MVPs, all this other kind of stuff. But the league is really. More progressive than anything, I could see the NBA if Spoelstra got into the playoffs, giving it to him on the simple fact that the Miami Heat were eleven and thirty, and then went thirty and eleven to right. make the playoffs. To make the playoffs with right. that team, with a, essentially a team full of misfits, um, led by Dion Waiters, <laughs> and I hate I hate Dion Waiters. Like Dion Waiters is terrible, but he played well enough to get. He's gonna get. A multi-million dollar contract Like a big one He's gonna get one I think this is only A one year deal I feel like with certain players In certain environments Miami can rejuvenate you Because of the environment That Miami is It's in South Beach I mean I've never been to Miami But I have dreams of going there And getting involved in shenanigans Because anyone who knows me well Knows I love shenanigans And by shenanigans I mean booze and bitches I went to I went to I went to Miami for work um and I and uh, Whitney came down with me. I went for work for a conference for like five days, and I didn't get to like play as much as I wanted to because the conference was exhausting. But when we went out, like Miami was absolutely everything that they said that Miami is. It's everything. It's everything that like it is on TV. Exactly what you think. Absolutely. It's exactly what you think. So maybe that environment fit Dion so well that it get rejuvenated his career. And it's not that Dion Waiters is bad. I think he's bad, but that's because I dislike him as a person. And no, I don't know him, but that's how I feel. And, um, you know, he did well with the Thunder last year in the playoffs. And he proved that. He proved that he did well. So he, he's definitely earned his keep, and he's earned the millions that he's getting ready to receive from Pat Riley. But um, I was absolutely there to see them. I think Miami Heat would have given the Boston Celtics more competition than Chicago. Um I, I don't really want to talk about Paul George because Paul George is great, but the Pacers are terrible. The Pacers are and, terrible, um, but this series is interesting for me, not even because of the play of basketball, but just because Born Ready is back. And over the last... Yes! What, yes, he is! Over the last, like, two and a half weeks, the antics of Lance Stevenson have absolutely amazed me. I'm like a kid in the candy store... When I watch highlights of the Indiana Pacers, because I know Lance Stevenson's going to do something 
wildly outrageous at least twice a game. And now you got Lance going up against LeBron again. Again. This is so great. I'm really hoping, like, he does something similar to, like, the whole blow in his ear shit. Like, that was hilarious. He might not, though, because they really didn't. They were just like, you know, when before he left, they were like, you know, Lance is Lance, blah, blah, blah. But then he comes back, and they, they didn't even wait till the offseason. They signed him to, like, a three-year, $24 million deal. So, like, they didn't even wait till the offseason. He came back for a tryout, and they just brought him back on the squad. So, um... Yeah, that series is going to be fun to watch just because of Paul George and Born Ready. But outside of that, the, the Pacers are nothing to be spectacular about the, you know, Cavs five. Yeah. I mean, Paul George, when Paul George went up against LeBron last time, like just recently, like he really like, he did a in, but I believe Cleveland won that game by like two points. So Cavs and five. Yeah. Paul George is definitely, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's I mean, back. Pure basketball wise is Cavs and five, and I mean, and that, and like, we're being like real generous with that five, right? Like, I can see Cleveland sweeping Indiana because I mean, just Paul George can't do it by himself. You look at Paul George's eyes right now on the basketball court; he is mentally checked out of Indiana. Larry Bird's gonna have to make a move this summer for Paul George, right? Because Paul wants to play in L.A. and. Also, shit. At this point, it looks like Paul just wants to play anywhere but Indiana right now. Yeah, but the thing, and, and it looks like he's not going to make an All NBA team, according to uh, the analytics that put out the All NBA one, two, one, two, and three teams just off of prediction. And Paul George is not on there, which means he's not getting that extra seventy five million, which also makes it much easier for him to leave. Right, because it's hard to turn down seventy five extra million dollars. Shit, that's just $75 million. It'd be hard for me to turn down $75 extra dollars. So. Right, so I wouldn't blame him if he didn't. And the way it looks is that he's not going to make an all-NBA team. It's not because he's not good enough. It's just they base stuff off position. I think all-NBA teams should just be based off of the five best players, then the second five best players, and then the third five best players, where instead of having to pick a point guard and a center and all that stuff, um, but that lets him off. I mean, I don't know. I like is kind of like when they do like front court and back court, and they lump centers into front court. I mean, yes, centers are part of the front court, but it's like I feel like some of these All NBA teams have gotten away with not actually choosing a center, but choosing like an extra power forward or an extra small forward just because it's labeled as the front court. So, like, I'm actually with them, actually, like, hey, let's choose an actual center. Well, they have Anthony Davis as a center, but I still don't think Anthony Davis is really a center. Anthony Davis is not a center, and this is a... So, that, but that's that's also, right. like, that's the problem, but An- so... But see, Anthony, what Anthony Davis is going through right now is similar to what Dirk Nowitzki went through when he first came into the league. Because he first came into the league, they had him at small forward, they had him at center, they kept bouncing him around. And then Dirk really got into his groove when they moved him to the four full-time. And I feel like that's something that you have to do with Anthony Davis. Like, you can't play him at center. And it's like, you know, I know y'all are going to be like, oh, well, they got Boogie now. Like, Boogie's only been there two months. And honestly, I don't think Boogie sticks around in New Orleans. I don't. No. I I, I think he he's probably gone um, unless New Orleans can build a team. But, I mean, it's funny. DeMarcus Cousins is not even on any of these All-NBA teams. And he's the best center in the league. Right. So, uh, All-NBA first team, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis. And that's All-NBA first team. Right. 
I, I still don't. And Anthony Davis is not a center, but whatever. Right. Second, all NBA second team: Steph Curry, Isaiah Thomas, Jimmy Butler. I don't agree with that one. Giannis also don't agree because he's not a forward. And then Rudy Gobert. Which, I, Rudy Gobert is probably the second best defensive player in the league behind Draymond Green. Um, and I mean, obviously Kawhi Leonard is you know defensive. He you know the reigning defensive. You know, player, player of the, the year. year, right? But um, I think this year it's going to go to either Rudy Gobert or Draymond Green. Should go to Draymond. Third, third team NBA All NBA is Chris Paul. No, John Wall, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Mark Gasol. This is what I'm talking about. So you have to pick these traditional like backcourts. And I don't agree because one, Jimmy Butler isn't better than Paul George, didn't play better than Paul George this year. Did it. And he also shouldn't be on the second team. He should be on the third, if anything. And because they had to pick a center, they picked Mark Gasol. I still don't agree that they should have to pick by position. Because and also Giannis is not a he's not a forward. Like he like he's not like he but that the same thing with Dirk. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they have him at forward. Giannis is really like a point guard or a two guard. But because of his height, they put him at full. Put him at four, right. And then also, Giannis probably could go into All-NBA first team, and you can put Anthony Davis in the second team. That's just me. But that's just based off of this year's play. And it's not that Anthony Davis didn't play well. And he always plays well. I just don't feel... like Honestly, I would put Anthony Davis at third team. Because, like... I take off Chris Paul. Like, and Chris Paul is arguably the best point guard, you know, of all time. He might be like... He's top. He's top three, top five best point guard of all time. Likely, He'll I mean, fall into the I mean, which is but, crazy because like, like Chris Paul gets hella slander on Twitter. Well, I mean, it's, like super, <laughs> super slander. Like, it's hilarious, but at the same time, it's like, damn, like, but Chris Paul, nice though. Like, are you shitting me? No, he's he's still really good. I mean, he he's injury prone. He's been injury prone the last couple of years. Yeah, but. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even have him on the third team this year, and I really think you can have Paul George there if you're going to put somebody there, and Kevin Durant on the. Uh, yeah, I lied. I put Kevin Durant on the first team and keep Giannis and Anthony Davis on the second team. There's no way that you have Kevin Durant on all third team. So you take Kevin. So so yeah, and technically, so, they, so we we flip flop Kevin Durant for Anthony Davis. Hell yeah, and, I, and a heartbeat. I feel like I feel like Anthony Davis shouldn't be first, second, or third if we if we if we gonna call a spade a spade. Because I just don't feel like Anthony Davis this year was better than Boogie Cousins, and Boogie he wasn't. And Boogie's his teammate for last. But they're gonna, they're making up for it because last year he didn't make no NBA team and lost a bunch of millions of dollars. So like, but that was because he got hurt. He did get hurt. But even with Kevin Durant missing, what what he missed like twenty games, he's still averaging. I think it's 27 points per game. He's averaging a career and field goal percentage, rebounds, and blocks. So, like, to me, you have Kevin Durant on All-NBA 30 because you have to pick a center. I don't agree with that. I think that's dumb. So, for me, I, like, that's that. That's what I have as far as, like, when we talk about All-NBA, there's no way. So, uh, oh, yeah. Well... Let's cover the West real quick and then get into our MVPs. Um, Damian Lillard said Portland in six, so we're just going to have Golden State in four. Um, 
Well, that's what I'm going to have. Uh, because, one, they have Kevin Durant. Two, last year, Steph Curry got hurt, so they won a game. So, uh, <laughs> there's no way that they're going to, you know, likely win even one of those. I'll, I'll give Portland I'll give Portland a game just off the stubbornness of Dame Lillard. I mean, they won a game last year off the stubbornness of Dame Lillard, but they also won because Steph was out. Right. So, uh, I don't know. Um, Lakers and Utah, I have Utah in five. Um, Clippers stink. And, the, yeah, I, and, and, and Rudy Gobert is the perfect, like, one-on-one guy with DeAndre Jordan. Because, one, neither one of them can play offense, and they're both really good on defense. So, and they both are really good rebounders. But this this, this no, series is intriguing just off the fact that it's the Clippers. Okay, hold on. Before wait, not yet. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm ready. But Houston OKC. I hope that goes to seven. I can't wait to see James Harden and uh, Russell Westbrook just have the ball 100 percent of the time. Well, this is my thing. Like James Harden's like, oh, it's about wins. It's about wins. Cause like with the whole MVP race. But dog, you gotta stop saying it's about wins. Oh, he's coming out like a sucker. M- about the MVP, right? Number one, he's coming like a MVP. sucker. And then number two, and you're making a case for Kawhi Leonard. Right. That's what I'm saying. About wins. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, yo, you just incriminated yourself. Oh, I thought it was about winning. It is. So we're gonna give it to Kawhi now. Right. That's what they should say because he said that stupid nonsense. And to me, um, Wait, I'm, I'm gonna, just gonna go out and say this right now. Russell Westbrook is this year's 2016-2017 NBA MVP. Yes, he is. Point blank, period. Yes. Case is fucking close. Like, he's he averaged a triple-double for the season. I don't care how much y'all want to talk about stat pattern. It's him by his damn self. Kevin Durant waved bye-bye to this nigga over the 4th of July weekend last year. Like, he has nobody else. Yes, Victor Oladipo is a solid player. No. But, I mean, someone big. He's like, not. Russell Westbrook is carried. Like, he's a good. Like, Victor shouldn't even be starting. Like, Russell Westbrook has carried this team. He's literally scraped this team into the playoffs. Into the sixth seed. And, and, like, and it's, right. And it's not even like, oh, he scraped them in barely getting in at eight. No, he scraped them in getting them to six. To six. And it's not like, oh, it's six in the Eastern Conference. This is six in the Western Conference. And we all know how much of a dogfight, how much of a shit show gunfight the Western Conference is. So for Russell, Russell Westbrook did that by himself. You got to give him the MVP. And it's just like, oh, well. His team, you know, his team lets him get rebounds at will. It's like, really? Like, look who his look who his bigs are. Like, listen, I'm not knocking Steven Adams, but I don't recall Steven Adams ever being a double-digit rebound getter. Like, I don't recall Steven Adams getting more than what? Maybe seven, eight rebounds a game? So it's like, it's not like, oh, he was bullying an actual elite rebounder for rebounds. Like, Russell Westbrook hasn't changed his game at all in the grand scheme. If you watch more basketball, Russell Westbrook has not changed his game. Except he, he has more, a higher percentage of ball usage. Right. He just has more of the ball now because KD's not there anymore. And then, so he controls everything. The offense runs through Westbrook, which is smart because if you put him on the bench, they struggle, as always. Especially having somebody like Andre Roberson on the floor who can't shoot at all. Just the only thing you're getting from him is... 
hard back rim bricks every time he puts the shot up. Right. So that he's a great defensive player, but that's it. You don't have anybody. Victor Oladipo is solid, but he's going to get Victor Oladipo has literally the same stats as last year: sixteen points a game. That's it. It's the same as when he was in Orlando. Right. So like he's that's that's all you're going to get from him. So he's solid, but definitely not enough. Um, San Antonio, Memphis. Uh, I'm going to go with San Antonio, but then I have San Antonio losing to Houston and Houston going to the Western Conference Finals versus Golden State. I I can't put Houston. Past San Antonio, I can't. Like not, I I have San Antonio beating Memphis in five. I think one. I think Memphis, I gave him four. I, I I think I think Memphis can maybe will out one game, but that's being generous because now the grandfather's out, Tony Allen's out, and who like we don't know if he's even going to come back for this series. Now the reason why I have Houston over San Antonio is not because. I don't like San Antonio, and San Antonio can easily beat Houston probably, and they can give Golden State a run for their money to even get to the final. But if you watch the way that San Antonio played this year, especially down the stretch, they have not been playing how they need to play. Remember, San Antonio's full of old, veteran, scrappy guys. And those guys will, you know, eight times out of ten, beat you just off the fact that they all played together for years, they know, and you know how pop system is. Right. But also, um, you it's been proven that you really cannot count on LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, LaMarcus Aldridge is not the player that they, he's not Tim Duncan. And basically, they brought Mark, LaMarcus Aldridge there to be Tim Duncan's replacement. And though he's been a good replacement for him, we've seen, even in the playoffs, what was it last year? He was oh, the first game, he had like 41. And the second game, I think he had like he might have had four. He might have had a forty to thirty game, and then he disappeared. Seven points, eight points, ten points, and then they got eliminated right. because Lamarcus Aldridge is not Tim Duncan, so um, it's hard. And but because it's a series, San Antonio may actually figure out how to better play Houston on the perimeter because Houston averages the most threes put up and the most you know threes per game made um, in the league. And if you watch how if you watch how Golden State plays against Houston, James Harden never has a good game against Golden State. He hasn't played them well at all. So if San Antonio can figure out how to play that same exact defense, making sure that you know guys like Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon aren't getting wide open looks from Harden, I think they'll be fine. I mean, obviously Kawhi Leonard can guard James Harden. He's not gonna like James Harden's not going to abuse Kawhi Leonard, but. I think they could definitely wear them down because their game pace is a little faster. But I do know that uh, San Antonio can absolutely slow them down uh, defensively if they put their mind to it. And with somebody like Kawhi Leonard, who is, you know, the number two for a league MVP, because I have Russell Westbrook and James Harden 1 and 1A. <laughs> that's that's really it. Yeah. Um, they can absolutely, you know, take them out. Right now, I have Houston. That might change by the time we get to the next podcast because we might do it during the Western Conference Finals or before the Finals. Yeah. Um, but it depends on how they play. Right now, I think I'm going to take a chance on Houston in seven. But if San Antonio beats them, I'm not surprised. Either way, I have Golden State going to the Finals. I mean, either way, like anyone who's going to play Houston, like you're going into a shootout. Right. And the thing is, Houston can shoot them out. Right. They have more, they, they have so many shooters. Now, Pat, Pat, Patty Mills is solid. And I hate Patty Mills. But Patty Mills will come out and shoot some stuff. And Ginobili will come off the bench and give you a couple of wide open looks. But 
Houston can absolutely shoot them out. Yeah, any series of Houston, like you're you're gonna have to play elite I, defense because they're gonna sh- they're gonna shoot the lights out. And San Antonio can do that. I'm just not sure if they can. I know Golden State can because they shut them down. Now the one guy that I'm definitely not caping for is Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly looks like he owed me five dollars right now. I hate Patrick Beverly. You know he is just he's <laughs> super annoying. I don't like him. I'm just like that's not that, like I just I can't stand his game. But he's scrappy. And he can he can aggravate some people, um, and even he's aggravated Golden State. Pat, Steph and Golden State. Pat Beverly's not. They're, they're, Golden State has it down. Golden State's still number one in defensive. We're, we're just to take. So we're going to take basketball off the equation. Pat Beverly is not to be trusted. No, not at all. That is the man. That's not, what I said. Not to be trusted. Pat Beverly looks like a stunt double for the old dirty bastard in his prime. Pat Beverly is not to be trusted. So, and that's just in life. So on the basketball court. I'm I'm definitely gonna go with Pat Beverly digging deep into his scumbag book and getting under someone's skin during the series. Oh, he, oh, absolutely, and he always does. And you know, I, you know, Pat, aka, let me pay you back when I get my taxes, Beverly. Right. That's exactly who he is. And that's not, that's that has nothing to do with basketball. By not, the way. Nothing to do with basketball. Nothing to do with basketball. Pat, Pat Beverly, like he got mad kids with like six different women. And he just keep having babies with bitches just so he has a place to lay his head at night. Right, and he's the one with the money. Right, so he's, like, he's the one with the money. So, and, <laughs> but that that's how it is. So, um, either way, I have Golden State playing through it. Um, Kevin Durant came back from the last three games. He was rusty, clearly. His third game, he looked like Kevin Durant of of old. And this offense, even though Golden State has looked great, Golden State Kevin Durant, has an Ole straight to the finals. And when I when I say they're just, Ole, they're, they're just too good. And the thing about it is, they play together really well. And even that last game, like you know, Kevin Durant went out. Golden State was two and three, right. and then they went on a fourteen game winning streak with um, Steph Curry playing like Steph Curry, MVP Steph Curry. But that's what you have. But the thing is, also, you still need Steph to be that MVP right. caliber player. And they were trying to figure it out, and they didn't go into that stretch of a long winning streak until Kevin Durant went down. So that's why some people are like, oh, well, I'm not sure. Can they do this together? But to me, it's not even a question of if they can do this together. I think, like... It's, it's as to and, win, and win is now. That's it. And Kevin Durant going to have to step up. This is where he's... he. This is Now, he's in a perfect position. This is why you signed, KD. This for is this exactly reason. why you signed. You signed for this reason. So... You got no excuses now. You, that's that's it. You have everything that you need. And I'm praying everybody's healthy. And if Cleveland gets back to the finals, I'm praying everybody is healthy, including Kyrie. Everybody's healthy. And Steph is healthy. Because right now, I don't care what anybody says. This is the rubber Steph match. Steph is it. And that Steph, when Steph is healthy, and Steph was not healthy 100% during that finals, nope. we all know he was. During the playoff one, we all know he was. We're not giving any excuses. He didn't give any excuses. He never said that, but we all know that. And when they played Cleveland again... I mean, we knew that from the Portland series last year. So. Right, and when they played Cleveland again, not the Christmas game, where Cleveland pretended like they had just won the finals again, and you could tell that they just won the finals again off of that incredible shot, shot by uh, Kyrie again right. over Klay Thompson. But when they played them again, full strength, all players, Cleveland got the ass whooped by, by Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson. Right. And Klay Thompson is going to be that X factor in there because we already know what Steph... And KD are capable of, and Klay Thompson is always, always the one who steps up. 
and he hits that shot, and we already know that the Clay Thompson can go off for sixty when he wants to. When he wants seen to, it. right? And um, you know, th- this team is loaded, and this team runs behind the backbone of Draymond Green. As long as Draymond can stay healthy, he's fine. But even if somebody does go down, and as long as Kevin Durant doesn't go down, that's why they have him. And because even, even even if say something happened to Clay or Draymond, Steph and KD. And that supporting cast is still better than KD, Westbrook, and their supporting cast. And yeah. that's not saying Westbrook's not better than Steph Curry. It's, we don't, the, it's, it's not a supporting it's not, cast. It's not, it's not comparing. It's right. not comparing Steph and Westbrook because com- they're com- two different, completely different players. And one's a two-time reigning MVP. And one is probably going to be the MVP. Um, but it's not comparing those two. It's comparing the Thunder with the Golden State Warriors right now. And Steph and KD have a better chance of winning than with their supporting cast than um, last year when they blew that 3-1 lead over uh, the Golden State Warriors and they came back. And what was funny about that whole thing, just going back to that, remember when they were up and they were talking about Steph's defense and then Steph destroyed Westbrook for the rest of the finals? Yeah. I mean, like, like nobody really said it, but if you go back and watch those tapes, because I went back and watched it, Steph went off for those final three games. Clay Thompson was the reason why they won Game Six, and Steph won that Game Seven. Yeah, but he went. They didn't talk about the defense no more because they won that, and that's how that went. Um, real quick, back to the Clippers. Doc Rivers is overrated. Clippers suck. I hope that they lose in five to the Utah Jazz. Um, Doc Rivers gets fired, and the team blows up. And I am very definitely very salty still about DeAndre Jordan. Yes, I'm a Dallas fan. Um, do I believe that he would have been, uh, you know, Jesus on Easter Sunday, rising from the dead to uh, to save our franchise? No, but he did his dirty, and I hope they get blown out. And I also <laughs> hope that Doc Rivers uh, loses his job because he's a terrible coach. And I don't care what anybody says he's very overrated as a coach. He's a terrible uh, basketball operations manager, and that team needs to blow up. And Doc Rivers needs to retire. That's my rant. Celtics did a good job getting rid of Doc Rivers and getting Brad Stevens, by the way. Well, I mean, it wasn't even that we got rid of him. Doc was just like, I don't want to go through a rebuild again. And, gave, and honestly, Doc gave up on us. Yeah. And Danny was like, okay, well, you know what? I still got you on the contract, so I'm going to flip you for something. Right. You're not just going to get out of here. Right. You're not just going to, you know, I'm not just going to get you up out of here. I'm going to flip you for something. And, you know, that's where, you know, the Clippers want to jump on it and be like, oh, well, let's get Doc Rivers. And you know what? Honestly, you know what? Danny played. Danny played his hand. Danny played his hand well. He he played his hand well. Cause I mean, like Doc is a solid coach. He's not a great coach. And, and like he's not. He's, he's, he's a solid coach. He's not a great coach. Um, I mean, you know, we've all saw what happened in Orlando, and we saw what happened in the early years in Boston. The Celtics 2008 championship was more Danny Ainge putting putting together the correct pieces for Doc to simply manage it. And that that was more, okay, I have Kevin Garnett. I have Ray Allen. I have Paul Pierce. Danny Ainge knew I could put these pieces together and they're going to police themselves. Kevin Garnett's going to police this. Kevin Garnett... And it's like, honestly, if you look at it, Kevin Garnett policed the team enough where, okay, we're going to, you know, they knew, okay, we're on limited time. So we're going to max this out and we're going to get this chip. And they got the chip. Right. Um, 
I wouldn't say it was more Doc's coaching. Like I said, Doc's a good coach. He's not a great coach. Yeah, I I mean I I I think Doc just he's he's yeah, he needs to go. Like I I see I see Utah I, I can see Utah pulling off this series. But if by any chance the Clippers would pull this off, it's not going to make a difference cuz Golden State's going to get them in at least 5. And like the at o- least at, at least 5. And the only way I see the Clippers possibly extending this is if Blake Griffin and Chris Paul just completely lose their mind. That, yeah. that, that that's the way I look at it. I I, I mean Blake Griffin just Blake, has, he but, just hasn't been like the same Blake Griffin, so it's I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. Like he just hasn't been the same guy that everybody um you know that that he's been. And that's partially due to injury. So it's not like it's not anything um that's his fault. But yeah, it's I mean, it's due to injury. I feel like, you know, he's settling for too many jump shots. Like, Blake Griffin could be a real force in the post. Like, he has great post mechanics and footwork, but he's just not utilizing it. And a lot of times in Blake Griffin's matchup, you know, he's, he's the, I mean, obviously he's one, the superior athlete, but he's he just has a superior build to whoever's guarding him. You know, they either have a, you know, they're either shorter than him by, you know, two or three inches, or they just don't have the build to continue. You know, Blake Griffin's a, Blake Griffin's a locomotive coming at you full speed. Right. Who's still very good. Right. And honestly, like, regardless of how the playoffs end for the Clippers, whether they get knocked out in the first or the second round, this team's blowing up. Yeah. This, yeah, yeah this this team is blowing up. I feel I and I feel like Blake's probably going to Blake's getting traded somewhere. I and they, I say most likely it's going to be to the East. They better they better trade him while they have the time. Like right. it's not you know like it's 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 coming up on like you need to you need to do this ASAP. Right. You know what I mean like because because you really can't do anything with Chris Paul. There's only but so much worth you're going to be able to get for Chris Paul right now, just because you know of age and miles on his body. Yeah. So you got you better. You and then know, with DeAndre's like, contract, no one's going to take DeAndre with that contract. No. And then especially you know after the way you know you muscled him out of Dallas, so you know Blake Blake's it. I'm, and honestly, I thought this Clippers blowout was going to happen at the trade deadline. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't. Okay, so quick, who's your coach of the year? Coach of the year. I feel they're, they're. I think they're going to give it to Dan Tony. I think. I, so I, I think. I think they're going to give it to Dan Tony. If I if I had a choice, I'd still give it to Spo. But realistically speaking, re- re- realistically speaking, is the coach of the year. Dan Tony brought. You know, he changed the system. He moved De- uh, James Harden to point guard, and James Harden nearly averaged a triple double, except he didn't. Right. Um, and, you know, has career highs in essentially every category after his move to point guard and the offense changed and they went from, was it, were they the seventh seed last year? I think, yeah, I think they were seven or eighth. Yeah, and they went, so they went from, they went from, I think they were seven. They went from the seventh seed to the three and James Harden's been playing fantastic at the point and so, yeah, he's going to get it. And that's fine. Um, you know, I, I'm not arguing. 
I'd still give it to Spo. I mean, but, <laughs> but I, 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 you can't now. They're out of the playoffs. I but. mean, okay, just as far as like playoff contenders, like I can make a case for D'Antoni. I can make a case for Brad Stevens. I can make a case for Scott Brooks. Oh yeah, I can definitely make a case for Scott Brooks. But realistically, it's realistically, probably, it's probably going to be Mike D'Antoni. You know, realistically speaking, Pop, but you know what? Here's a real dark horse. Here's a real dark horse, and I can look at it. Like this coming out of the West, um, coming out of the West as a dark horse, um, coach of the year candidate, Quinn Snyder, Utah Jazz head coach. Yeah, yeah he actually. he could be. I feel like he could be definitely a dark horse. Yeah, so I, that, I've heard that too. And now that you think about it, and I think about it, that's actually pretty solid as well. That's he he could absolutely have um, you know, some stuff in there as well. Most likely. Yeah, definitely. So he, he, he'd absolutely be in there, too. Um, okay. Quick. Uh, MVP. B. No, MVP. We've already established that. That's okay. definitely Westbrook. That's definitely Westbrook. I'm okay. I, I am okay with co-MVP, James Harden and Westbrook. See, I'm not okay with co-MVP. Like, I am. Just I'm, okay. I'm okay with that. A but definitive MVP, Russell Westbrook. I think he's going to get it. He's my MVP. But if they decide to give it to... James Harden, I won't necessarily be mad because of what James Harden has done, so I won't be upset. Right. I just felt some kind of way because after James Harden tried to start, they all started trying to cape for them and basically made a case for Kawhi Leonard instead of James Harden right. while trying to cape for Harden. But outside of that... And I'm a fan of Harden, but I just feel like he was just kind of on some fan. sucker shit with the whole, oh, I thought it was about wins. Like, you, nigga, you just yeah. shot yourself in the foot. Because yeah, you inadvertently made a case for Kawhi Leonard now. Right. And so did the, um, so did the uh, general manager. Right, you know, he came out and said it needs to be about that, and we're just putting up numbers. Um, and like people keep sneezing at triple double, like it's something that oh well, this person could have done it, they could have done it, and yeah, but they didn't. Like I said, right. James Harden average what is it and, 20, and, 29, 8 and eight or something like that. And let's Still not have a triple right, double. and let's not get this twisted. It's not the fact that like oh like he Russell Westbrook not only has recorded the most triple doubles in a single season. But he, you know, he averaged a triple double for the season. Oscar Robertson was the only person on that list for what forty five years. Yeah, at least forty five years. So you can't like that. That's no small feat. And Oscar Robertson is one of the greatest guards of all time. Guards. He's one of the greatest players of all time, if not one of the top five guards of all time. So like that's 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 not anything to just. You know, sneeze at, and especially when Oscar Robinson comes to the game and he's letting you know this is the MVP. Because we all know, we all know, the old head NBA players, the old head uh, football players, baseball players. Some of them they embrace, you know, the new generation, and some of them don't. And as a guy like Oscar Robinson. He just ain't gonna cape for someone just to cape for them, right? Unless it's legit, and Russell Westbrook is legit. Yeah, so that's that's it for me. Um, quick NFL kind of topic: Beast Mode coming out of retirement to play for Oakland. How do you feel about that? I, I fucks with it. I like it. I mean, I feel I feel like Marshawn Lynch deserved that break. And I mean, he and he was great. I like he did like he did the Nature Show, right? He, he was went, in. He, he, he went was over in. to Ireland with, for some shenanigans. What was what was the city he was in? Because it was uh, I think I think it was in Dublin. 
But it was a city that was named, was it like, I can't remember what it was. But he was over there, like, doing, like, Skittles commercials and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, riding through, you know, riding through Irish streets, you know, doing nigga shit, you know. He almost got hit by a car. Almost got hit by a bus. You know, the crack is over there. They was just like, yo, this, like, what is this guy doing? Oh, he was in Houston, Scotland. Houston, Scotland. There ask, you go. Asking, I'm sorry, not Ireland, Scotland. Ask asking uh, asking them if they had heard about the Super Bowl before and all that Like just being crazy, but just being unapologetically black, right? In probably one of, and I mean they're not they're considered white, but just one of the most non-black areas on the planet, right? So phenomenal. Uh, There's probably like a negative number of people I mean, of color in Ireland, in least, Scotland. Right, they're leaving Scotland or Ireland. Shit, for that matter. Right, they're they're leaving Oakland in about two years for Vegas. He wants to come back play for the hometown, give him something, um, and that's fine. Then he also expressed that he wants to go to the Patriots if that doesn't work out. So, which is as a Patriots fan, I'm all for Marshawn Lynch coming over. We can make it happen. Right, I'm all for it. And like Marshawn's looking for right now, he's not looking to have his body beat the fuck up. And he knows it's not going to happen in Oakland, and he knows it's not going to happen in New England. Also right. So, uh, closing out the show, talk about a couple things. Uh, Kendrick's album was dope. Fire. I've been, I'm still getting through it. I just finished the joint with Rihanna. That was pretty good. I'm going to finish the rest of it after we're done here. Yeah, I, I gave Kendrick's album, it's pretty much spun all night. Uh, you know, I, I picked it up, like, on, on Apple Music. Shout out to Apple Music. It's 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 the GOAT right now. Um, maybe like quarter 11 last night. Kendrick's album, definitely uh, one of the top albums of 2017. Um, behind, I, behind Hendrix. Hendrix is fire. Kendrick, Future, Rick Ross is album. Those are definitely top, t- top hip-hop albums of uh, 2017 shout, so far. Shout out to KJ. I know he's going to listen to this, and then he's going to rip me absolutely. <laughs> future fan. We're going to have, have him on the podcast to talk some basketball music. Huge basketball head, but I know he's going to rip me for that. Even though he did like Hendrix, but just being a Future fan overall. Um, that was pretty dope. Also, quick thing I want to talk about. Completely <laughs> unsports related, but absolutely <laughs> fascinating and phenomenal. Absolutely culture related. This is all is sports talk, but we definitely... We're going to hit you with some culture topics. So on Twitter, this girl posted a picture and said that she could not make these things up and that this slid into her DMs. And it was an actual puppet with an uncircumcised penis sending nude pictures. A puppet. Now, I can't... Not like, 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 a, like Cousin Skeeter. Like, that kind, of, that kind of puppet was sending nude pictures to this girl in her DMs. I have no idea how this happened or how who, who co-signed... Stitching that puppet together, but it was absolutely great. Yo, I just, I still cry real tears off it, just I, because like it's, it's it's a huge pause, right. and it's like wait, is that a puppet? And it looked like Odell Beckham. So like that was the worst part about it. Right. Was the puppet had Odell Beckham hair, and I'm just like wait, is this like who does this? Definitely looked like Odell Beckham. Absolutely like, hilarious. Wouldn't be surprised if the puppet was Odell was Odell Beckham. But behind behind the Twitter account, wouldn't be surprised. I feel like that's definitely some shenanigans he would definitely pull off. Tons of shenanigans, definitely, absolutely, absolutely. Like a puppet, like like a Sesame Street puppet, like 
Yeah, it was like like literally like, and I made the cousin Skeeter reference because that's exactly yo. What it looked look, like. it, it looked like cousin Skeeter with, like it just just grown like just, just cousin Skeeter like almost into his washed years. It's unbelievable, kind of, <laughs> unbelievable the kind of time that people actually have. I just want to know, like, just and just going back to your question, like, who was the puppet maker that was just like, yeah, I'll do this, right? This is like, a good idea. Th- th- this this is a good idea. Like, luckily, this shit was only on Twitter. Like, you, you could have fucked up puppets for, like, an entire generation of children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And the crazy part about it was, like, if you look at the puppet, and I mean, and not, you know, not the dick pic of the puppet, but if you look at the right, actual pause. puppet, if you look at the puppet, like, the the puppet looked like a fuckboy. Like, the puppet looked like he, he's going to knock you up, you know, Drop you off at work, drive your car all around the city, not put no gas in it, and probably ask you, you know, for that forty, fifty dollars so he can get some loud. You <laughs> like, like, this puppet was the ultimate fuckboy, like crazy. <laughs> all right, y'all. This is uh, this is concluding the sports talk podcast. We yeah. appreciate you guys for. Tuning in, hope, you know, wrapping up episode one. This wrapping was, uh, up episode one. We're gonna have some really good celebrity guests on um, coming soon. We have a whole kind of thing lined up, uh, so you know those will be coming soon. About who will be featured on the podcast, who's coming. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and just having those connections is uh, you know wonderful to have. So just be on the lookout for that. Yeah. That's, um, that's, that's, shout that's out to Gary. Good. Gary and Dale, they had their baby, second baby here, uh, early, early this morning. I got a text message, so shout out to my cousin Gary. Oh, that's what's up, um, yeah, yo, uh, shout out Skillet, yo, Sh- um, shout out to Smiths. Yep, shout out to uh, Mulatto Music, um, our crew, what we're doing, you know, what we do for the city, what we do for the music, um, everybody. Um, shout out to the low end. To the low end, yeah, low end. All of our brothers, our, our cousins, our, our family. Yeah, and, you know, shout out to the low doing. life, uh, yeah, yeah, shout out to the Polemic Peoples. Yeah, um, you know, definitely out here. Um, yo, shout out to everyone who um who came through for the Lowen's brunch season. I mean, you know, it's a it's a it's a terrible. I won't even say it's a secret, but you know, it's it's well known. You know that me and Dodds, you know, we are we are the Lowen. We you know we we are part of the Lowen. You know, as a squad. So you, you know, we definitely want to uh, shout out everyone who came out to you know to support brunch season. You know, all, all right, three next, next brunch April thirtieth. April thirtieth, yeah, brunch season. That's that's the next brunch season coming up. Please mark your calendars. Um, yep, uh, Milano Music will be performing at uh, the Boys and Girls Club May fourth, Friday. Their charity event. They're raising money. Um, so you know we're we're doing all of that stuff. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, let's just make it happen. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Birthdays um, on Easter. Yeah, yo, you know, get with us. Get with us on uh, on social media. Uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, you know, Vinny, Vinny DeNegro, uh, that's uh, at sign V-I-N-N-Y-D-A-N-E-G-R-O, again, Vinny DeNegro, uh, that's my name on Twitter, that's my name on Instagram, uh, you can catch me on Snapchat, Vinny being Vinny, uh, I'm gonna stay away from the Facebook, cause you know, I got relatives and shit on there, I try to... I try to act. I try to not be a heathen on Facebook because you know I got aunties and grandmas and shit there. Right. <laughs> Same thing. Um, Poppy Dodds. P A P I D O D D S. Instagram, Twitter, 
Um, you can follow me on Facebook, Josh Dodds. I don't care. Um, got a lot of people on there following and friending. So you know, just um, you know. Yeah, shout yeah. out to everybody. So this is episode one, yeah. wrapping up. Yeah, be on the lookout. You know, we're gonna have um, you know, not only just our own personal uh, social medias, but you know, we're gonna have the the sports talk, uh, you know, sports talk Twitter, sports. You know, we're gonna have it across all social media platforms. Yeah. Um, you know, so just drop in if you guys got any suggestions. You know, anything y'all want to talk about. Uh, you know, we definitely here for it. You know, hopefully we can figure out how to get people to like chime in and yeah. call in and different things yeah. like that. We still um, figuring things fun. out, work in progress. Yeah, you know. so you know, we're, we're trying to figure it all out. Um, but you know, it's it, it's coming. So this is a long time coming. So we appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for listening, and we'll see y'all soon.